what's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag boss or the people's mentor. And this is episode 286 of the show. This is all about servant leadership. And I just think that this is something that if you start to lead like this, it will absolutely take over your entire world because so many people want to be coached and trained by a servant leader. It's also something that is very, very difficult to fake. And so I say that to you because there's a lot of people out there who, uh, they're looking for authenticity. They're looking for a leader that understands them. They're looking for somebody who um, will never speak down to them that wants to serve at that higher level. And so I think this is really a great episode if you want to share it with your leaders or share it in your Instagram story, share it with some friends. Because as always, there are no ads in any of these podcasts. So all I ask is that you screenshot it, put it in your story when you find something valuable, write your takeaway, tag me, tag some friends subscribe to the show of course and leave a five-star review if you want to today is actually monday this is month this is crazy my boxers going nuts i guess this is real life right um it is money monday it is money monday and so here i am giving you guys the reviewer of the day um of the of the yeah of the day um, and today, like I said, is episode 286. And so this is for $286. You have 24 hours to claim your prize, Meg Chris. Just what I needed, five stars. If I could give this 10 stars, I would. I'm a busy mama, so I listen to this while I do dishes, fold laundry, drive to get groceries, take my kids to sports, etc. And this is just what I need, always fueling my brain and keeping me going in network marketing. It will change your life and how you think. I found Jesse Lee a week ago and my mindset and success has already changed. I also recommend this to my team and anyone who would find it useful. I love that she posts daily and is consistent. I'm the type of person who constantly needs this energy and flow of good information. So it's literally perfect. I have personally noticed change in myself in just one week. In all caps, I highly recommend and round of applause to this boss. Clap, 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 clap. Emojis. I love it. I appreciate you. And I hope a lot of you get value out of this episode 286 on servant leadership. So, hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? My name's Jessie Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee. I'm not sure how many of you know me, but I'm really excited to be on here with you. I'm going to switch my mode back to gallery. I know I'm spotlighted, but I like to look at faces. So, hey, Elizabeth and Gloria and Chastity and Whitney and Lorena. What's going on? Jessica, what's up? What's up? So, I'm excited to be on here with you today. I know um, I'm, I'm really excited about this for a variety of reasons, one of which is that I'm being asked to train about one of my favorite subjects which has at least something to do with leadership. So leadership is sort of my jam. Um, by no stretch of the imagination do I think I'm the best leader in the world. I just know that it is something that I'm constantly growing in and trying to strive and become better to actually, ironically, better serve people, which really is the topic of today. Um, I've been asked to talk about servant leadership, which as network marketers, as being people in direct sales, etc., cetera, um, I will tell you right now, this is one of the big differences between oh gosh, I was reading this really good leadership book and I don't remember what exactly they call it, but it's basically bully leaders, right? There's a difference between a bully boss and, oh, I remember the book, it's called Super Bosses. A bully boss and a, and a super boss. Somebody people wanna work for. Somebody people will achieve more with. Somebody people show up as a better version of themselves as. And I'm guessing you recognize what I'm trying to say because you've probably, hopefully, seen it at some level in your experience in Sensi, right? Like you've seen something like that. You've seen somebody who maybe tries a little harder, stays up a little later, makes sacrifices, pays attention to you, makes you feel important. And we might not realize it because it ends up, it's really unique to the network marketing direct sales space, but that's not normal. 
How many of you have done something before? You've had like a normal people job before. Anyone have a normal people job? My background is actually, uh, I worked in a pathology lab as a research assistant. I started in direct sales before finding network marketing um, because I needed $300 a month to pay rent. Uh, and I had one of those bosses. I had one of those bully bosses where it was like, you were almost scared. It was like you were walking on eggshells. It was like, oh God, like, oh, oh. you know, you were constantly being spooked. Like you had anxiety going to work. Can anybody relate to that? You can be like a yes in the chat or something. But it was every day. I'm like, this is stressful. I think I'm aging. So um, I will tell you that it is actually very unique to network marketing direct sales because we are a volunteer sales force, right? We are a volunteer sales force. And so if you do not lead with heart, if you do not lead from a heart centered place, if you do not lead to serve, what will happen is you will have a very difficult time, not only recruiting, but you will also have a difficult time maintaining and re retaining people. People look at the organizations I've grown now, um, over the last almost 10 years in the space and retention is, is ridiculously high. It's something like 93% retention when you join, join, um, my organization. Um, and this is, by the way, I'm not recruiting any of you, so don't get any, any good ideas. All right. Uh, but I'm just telling you it's because of the, the form of leadership. And that's something that I've spent a lot of time trying to cultivate and spend a lot of time with, uh, over, over the last 10 years. It's interesting. Uh, I haven't talked about this at all online. You guys are the first group I've talked about this with, but Tony Shea, who wrote the book, Delivering Happiness, he was the CEO of Zappos. He passed away um, in his forties actually in a house fire last week. And his book is one of my most shared books. And one of the books that actually changed my entire life. If you've yet to read that book, that is definitely a book I recommend. Again, it's called Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. And I look at the way that I've chosen to lead with love because it is a choice. The way you decide to lead is a choice. I know I must be speaking to leaders on this call right now. Um, and I decided to run any organization I ever built based and predicated around that, based around uh, love and light and friendship and real relationships. And a lot of it is actually because of that book. So great book to read. Just a little light plug. Unfortunately, he, um, he had a very, very untimely death. So I'm going to talk about servant leadership. And I hope that you can go through this and identify in your mind maybe ways that you lead like this or ways that you want to start to lead like this. This is definitely a pen and paper thing, although it looks like a lot of you are all about your pens and papers. It looks like we got a lot of good note takers on the call. That's super exciting, Ray's like, I got it. I got backup pens, let's go. Um, and so Chastity's probably got a little cubby with 17 properly labeled pens by color. Um, she's gonna come fix my house. Oh, she literally has a cubby with pens. Are you kidding me? That was, that was we didn't even plan that, guys. Didn't even plan it. All right. So first of all, if you want to be a better leader and if you want to actually lead with a servant heart and maintain and retain your organization, it's about listening, okay? Servant leadership is understanding that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? Leaders are the people who make the decisions, okay? And servants are seen as those who follow the decisions of the leader, but servant leaders seek to actually identify and clarify what is best for the group right? It's no longer this, um, look at me, I'm up on a pedestal, right? Look at me, I know everything. It's more like, hold on a second. Hold on, Elizabeth, talk to me. Talk to me, Brittany. What's going on? Like, let's collaborate, Tasha. I want to know what you're feeling. I want to know what you're thinking about. I want to know what's bothering you. I need you to know that this is a collaborative relationship and we only grow if we grow together. And I know you can see how that would work in your organization, right? How, having an open line of communication where people feel comfortable speaking to you 
is so important, but unfortunately, common sense is not so common. Most leaders are barking orders at people. Now, hold on a second. I got to take you back to 2011. (laughs) Okay, because look, I might have it all together these days, friends. Well, no, I don't have it all together, but I may appear to have it all together these days. I was that leader. So anytime I say something to you today, especially about the topic of servant leadership, I want to let you know that I was the hot mess express leader. I was the leader that none of you actually wanted nine years ago. Okay, I promise you. I would get on Zooms and I would actually yell at people. I'd be like, Mia, you said you wanted to build your business and here you are, you can't even shut up to a call. Like in front of people, mortifying, okay? Like I'm so embarrassed to admit that, but the growth is incredible and you only grow by listening, okay? So we are all on the same playing field. Just because I might have this rank and you might have that rank and whatever, that is completely irrelevant. We can all grow together and it's so important that if you want to learn how to lead and love, then you need to listen. You need to listen and you need to be a sounding board for people. You need to be something that's comfortable for people to come to you and say, I am having issues with this. Can you help me with this? It's always an evolution, especially network marketing, where, listen, people are going to complain. Have you noticed? (laughs) Oh, God, that was like a little comedy hour for a second there. Especially in companies with a lot of women. I know you're in a company with a lot of women, okay? So then we've got like hormones and drama and like real life situations and whatever going on, right? And, oh, I don't like her and whatever. Listening, listening, listening before responding is a key sign of a strong leader. Okay. The next part of servant-based leadership that is really not that common, especially in corporate America, again, I think all of us can, well, maybe not just even America, corporate world. I know I have a lot of international people that like to listen to me, Um, but I will tell you that uh, not only are we different leaders in many ways, but one is actually through empathy, okay? So servant-based leaders, servant-based leaders, they strive to understand and empathize with other people. So no matter what the problems are, listening and empathizing. Now, there has never been a bigger year for empathy than 2020. I'm just going to say it. And I am like obsessed that I'm looking at this team and there's a lot of diversity going on, even just on my front screen. Okay. And so I will speak to it for a minute here. All right. Just because look, it's my zoom. (laughs) You have to listen to me. (laughs) Okay. So I'm telling you right now, I'm not asking you to understand what it's like to be, um, let's just call it what it is, all right? Look, I'm gonna be for real. If you don't know what it's like to be Tasha and you don't know what it's like to be Ray, they're the only two black women that are on my screen, okay? You have no idea. You just don't. Can we agree, right? Like the rest of you, whether you're white or not, you are much lighter skinned than they are. Like I'm not actually white, but like my melanin skipped a generation or something. I don't know what happened over here, okay? But anyway, I digress even further again. Talk to people who are different. And this isn't just a race conversation. Empathize with the fact that everybody's different. Everybody has a different truth. Everybody's side of a story is valid. Everybody deserves to be seen, heard, and understood. And you don't have to understand. Ray might tell you a story, you're like, what? But it's the empathy of listening and saying, I have no idea, what? What, that's a thing? That, that can, that's a thing, right? In anything in your business. And saying, you know what, I see you, I hear you, and you're valid. A good leader can do that in any situation. A good leader can do that in any situation. Because you can't jump to a conclusion thinking you understand everything. When we've not lived the same lives, I've not lived the same life as Gloria. I've not lived the same life as Sharnita. I've not lived the same life as Julie. I haven't. So listening. And when you listen, it is a sign of love. 
It is a sign of appreciation. It is a sign of you're safe here. So much of leadership that is servant-based is holding space for somebody when you don't necessarily understand what they're going through, but saying, hey, I have no idea what it's like to be you, Kayla. Can you talk to me about it? Can you tell me what it was like? Right? Some of you have been in, uh, have had very real traumas, very real, you know, negative experiences in your life. Some of you have probably been, there's a lot of you on here, probably been through abusive relationships, whether that's friendships, whether that's romantic relationships, whether that's your parents. Oh my God, there are legit abusive parents out there, right? Whether it's emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, financial, whatever, there's, we've all been through stuff. And empathy is just saying, hey, I don't know what that's like, but let's talk about it. And when you give somebody that safe space, your team will explode. Because when people feel like they can trust you, when people feel like they know your heart, when people feel like I literally know Jesse Lee as a person, right? Like even just in this conversation, some of you are like, I didn't think I was going to like her. And like, I really like her. Like it happened like that. It just happened like that. How quickly can that happen to you and to your organizations if you just open up and let people have a safe place to speak and have an empathetic ear? Empathy is one of the strongest things in the world and there's not enough of it, right? Okay, so the next part of servant-based leadership, it kind of goes right along those same lines, is just healing. Servant-based leadership, servant-based leadership is something that allows people to heal. Because healing brings about the transformation. It brings about the growth. Does that make sense to everybody? Like if you're healing and you're growing together, of course you're going to want to do bigger business because you feel, you feel safe. You feel transformed. You feel like you grew, right? So sometimes, and I, like, I love this call. You may, some of you may literally look back on this call 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, you know, God willing, and say, oh my gosh, that call changed my life. Because I looked at business differently. I looked at recruiting differently. I looked at conversations differently. Sometimes, sometimes calls like this that aren't just, oh, do this, do this, do this, do this. Tactically, do this, you'll sell more. Do that live, you'll do this more. Whatever it is, you'll build a... Sometimes calls like this transform you and allow you to grow more in your leadership, right? And that's only because we're having a real conversation only because I mean I know I'm kind of the one opening up to you right but we're opening up to each other right here it's allowing us to grow it's allowing us to heal it's allowing us to transform one of the most powerful conversations I ever was part of the most powerful conversation I was ever part of was a champ zoom with somebody who earned their car on our team and she said the empire that's that's our team name she said the empire is a place where people come to heal and I was like oh my god that starts at servant-based leadership because that is somewhere where people feel safe to be themselves. People feel like I was a mess and then I came into this team, right? This team right here on this call and my whole life changed. And so how can you come about that? That's gonna come from your heart. That's gonna come from leading as a servant, okay? All right, the next tip for servant-based leadership is to have a different level of awareness, Again, all of this kind of strings together, you're probably noticing, but you need to be aware of people and of situations and of feelings and of strengths and weaknesses that are different of of people around you. 
Some of you are excellent communicators. Some of you are fantastic on live. Some of you make the most amazing Facebook and Instagram posts. Some of you can make like the most incredible, like I'm going to guess Chastity can like make beautiful Instagram stories because like, she's so organized. She's probably got apps for that. Okay. And then the rest of you, like I'm sure there's hot mess expresses on here. That would be me. Okay. Who are like, up? Oh, that's fine. Boomerang. Great. Let's boomerang it up. Wow. Like I'm a disaster. Right? It's not a strength of mine. I am all over the place. Like, get it done. Do it messy. I don't think about any of it. Right? But I will tell you that awareness that the way I run my business is as valid as it is for how Chastity runs her organized life, or how Anna runs her life, or how Deb runs her life, or how Chrissy runs her life. All of them are valid. All of them are important. You actually don't want a team that all has the same strengths as you. I swear to this. Okay, let me beat, beat back it up again to 2011. In 2011 is when I started in direct sales and all I recruited, now I'm a very different person in many, many ways than I was in 2011, but I was very red. Okay, so I don't know if you talk color personalities in your company at all, but I was red. I was the domineer. I was like, like this is me, okay, back in 2011. A disaster, okay? And I had this soft yellow in me, which is coming out a lot on this call. You can probably feel it. I'm a crier. I'm emotional. I like, I, ugh, I like cry in the Hallmark aisle. You know what I mean? Like I read a card. I'm like, oh my God, those words. Like I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Like I, I'm so overly emotional. I don't know what the deal is. I just love people a lot. So I was not like that. I would only pretty much recruit uh, red personalities. My whole team, oh my God, it was all these competitors who had to be right all the time and all wanted to fight with one another. And oh my God, it was the most toxic team on earth. Ugh, ugh. It was my fault because I was not leading from a place of an awareness that people who have different personalities as me might be able to also run a very successful business. Does that relate to any of you? Like there's not one good personality. So you might, so some of you might look, I just keep using Chastity as an example, but like you might look at how organized she is, very green in many ways and be like, oh no, I must, I guess I'm not gonna be good at this business because I'm not organized like that. And then some of you might see, a, who's, who's super competitive on here? Like who's the competitor who always has to be at the top? Like you're like, I gotta be number one in sales. I sold the most. Like you're like super competitive. Who is it? Like, come on, where there's no hands raised. None of y'all are the Tasha. Okay. So Tasha's the competitor, right? She sees second place. She cancels everything to go beat everybody. Right. And I thought, and that used to be, I mean, it's still me in a way. I'm just softer around the edges. Like I still have to win. <laughs> okay. But like, ain't nothing wrong with that sister. I'm not, I'm not telling you there's nothing wrong with that. We love a competitor. But I'm telling you, if your whole team are a bunch of competitors, it doesn't allow the, who's the fun people? Where's the fun people? Come on. Where's the fun ones? Come on. Anybody? Where's the partiers? You're so like, you're so upset about the pandemic because you can't do the parties. Where are those? Anybody? Anybody? There we go. Thank you, Deb. Okay. So Deb's got some blue in her. She's like, I just want to stick a warmer in a wall. Like what the hell? All right. Those people you're like, I just want to, where's my hostesses with the mostest? I got these party games I've been trying to try out. Okay. Like, all right, there we go. We got nodding now. A lot of you are blue. That's interesting. Okay. And then the yellows are the emotional people. Okay. You bring people in the business because you just want people to win. All right. I will tell you, if you want to actually be a servant leader, you need to have all of those and you need to let all of those people feel welcome. 
All of those people need to have a place on your team. There is not one better business personality. I will tell you, I am a blazing orange. I am very red and competitive. And at the same time, when you win, when you promote, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm going to weep. I won't even cry. I'm going to lose all the eyelashes. Like, I'm so emotional. Okay? I'm a good mix of the two. We are all blended together. But servant leadership is going to have an awareness around that. So that, and I said you need to have an awareness of your weaknesses so you can find the strengths in other people. So you can find the strengths in other people. Okay. The next thing I, oh my gosh, how do I run out of time? I talk too much. I swear, but is this useful? Like, is this beneficial? I don't know. I feel like it's a good cause. I'm connecting with you guys. I love this. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna go quickly, right? But servant leaders are going to, um, are just going to have foresight. Okay. So learning from their pasts, right? Considering the reality of the present. And then thinking of the future. So that vision, right? And here's why that relates so much to network marketing. I just told you how bad I was in 2011. Like a disaster. So bad. Thank God people had the foresight to be like, well, she is rough around the edges. Oh my, she could use some development. We need to get her some Jim Rohn. We need to get her some Bob Proctor. We need some John Maxwell in her life. Maybe a little bit more, sprinkle some more Jesus on her. Okay, like there's some things that we need in this woman's life because she is, oh sheesh. Okay, that was me. That was me. But people had the foresight to say, okay, hold on a minute. There's a lot of potential here. So she might not have it all together right now. She might not know what she's doing right now. She might, you know, be breaking basically every rule and policies and procedures, but she has this skeleton there to be good. So if you want to be a servant leader, when you see somebody who might be completely different than you, you go, you know what? She's to- Anna is totally different than me. Lorena's completely different than me. And she's not even good right now, but there's something there. And I, I mean, you two are probably wonderful. I just have no idea, right? But like seeing the potential in people, that allows you to serve. Because then you start saying, Cammy could be great. How could she be great? Let me think about that. Let me, let me see how I can put her in situations where she can actually thrive, right? Which then takes me to my last two things, which I know I'm over time, but like whatever. Commit to the growth of your people. And I'm going to tell you right now, every single one of you I can tell is committed to growth or you wouldn't have shown up to this call. You could be doing whatever the heck you want to do on a Tuesday night at 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time and you showed up to a call to learn how to be better. You're already telling your leaders that are on this call who the leaders are, who's going to be the leader, who who we should have the foresight to pay attention to, right? And so being committed to that growth though, being committed to not only the business growth, but really the spiritual growth and the personal development. I am such a different person. I am such a different person. And it's because I was committed to that growth. It's because, again, people, my leaders kept saying, you got to go to an event. Like, you need to go learn. You need to train. You need to listen to these CDs. I'm like kind of aging myself, I guess. But like, you need to go listen. Now it'd be like, go listen to Jesse Lee's podcast. (laughs) Wink, wink, hint, hint. I'm just kidding. Right? But like, go listen to that. Go develop a little bit more. That commitment of growth to your people, that is leadership. If somebody says, hey, Jamie, I, I really care about you. I think this podcast would be great for you. It's not offensive. It's I see something in you. It's I know how good you could be at this. I'm committed to your growth. I will match your energy. And somebody who's serving from uh, or coming, leading from a place of servant leadership is going to do that. They're going to match the energy. They're going to be committed to you as much as you're committed to them. Now, your leader cannot commit to you if you're not committed, right? So if you're showing up 10% of the time, well, then when your leader commits to you 10% of the time, don't be shocked. 
right? But if, if somebody raises their hand and says, look, I'm not good right now, but I'm here. I'm not good right now, but I'm here. I want to get better. I'm hungry for growth. Put me on coach. Like I'm in, just teach me and train me. I'm here for it. That's how excellence is cultivated. You might be listening to me speak right now and you're like, she has got it going on. Like, where is this coming from? How does she put this? Like she is stringing thoughts together. Like, oh my God, this is almost 10 years of this, right? This is 10 years of learning and developing and growing. You don't, you don't get good like this overnight. This is my 10,000 hours. I mean, I've put in my 10,000 hours of developing as a leader and so can you and never compare yourself. Be committed to your growth and never compare yourself to what other people are doing, which I know can be easier said than done, but please don't, please don't. The leg of your journey you're on right now is important. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And I haven't said this on a training for maybe like a week or so. So it's time to say it again. God doesn't create junk. By the way, like I love Jesus. So I keep saying God and Jesus and stuff, but that's how it's going to be. You're on my call. All right. But like, I'm just going to tell you, God doesn't create junk. So if you need me to tell you that today, if that needed to be said to somebody, I really truly believe that and just trust your journey. I know it might not be as fast as you want it to be. I know you might, you know, maybe the pandemic made things a little weird for you. I understand that. I respect that. But I'm just telling you, you are exactly where you're supposed to be all of the time. All of the time. And if you don't like it, I love y'all. Change it. I read something one time that said, if you're in hell, why, why do some people pull up a seat? You know? It's like, wow, it's hot here. Let me grab a stool, right? Like, how about nah, you know? How about like put on some running shoes and get out of there? Some of you are so comfortable in hell. I am not comfortable in hell, okay? Move, move. You need to be committed to your best growth. You get to change your life. You are in a business You are in a business that has no limit. There is no ceiling. There is no, ooh, Leslie, girl, you're making too much money. I'm gonna need you to slow down. That phone call never comes. Your company's never gonna call you and say, wait a minute there, little lady. You're selling a lot. We're gonna need to slow it down. Slow it down. No, they're just gonna say, holy smokes. Oh, we got a back order. Alrighty then, right? Like, do you, you get to set the pace. You get to choose that. And the last thing I will say, because I said I give you two, uh, if you want to be a servant leader, which I know you probably do at this point, because you're like, this is the kind of, this is what I'm trying to, this is me, this is me, is build a community. Okay? You can recruit and you can recruit and you can recruit, recruit and you might be able to hit those goals. You might be able to hit top ranks. You might be able to, you know, make money. But money without contribution and money without giving and money without purpose and money without serving is so empty. I look at these people all the time that, you know, I know a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of million dollar earners. I'm super blessed to be somebody who went from literally needing $300 a month to pay rent. Now I make multi-millions a year. Okay. I'm super blessed. I'm fully aware of it. But I will tell you right now, I see these people who make millions of dollars and they're not all happy. Some are, they're not all happy because they're not giving. They're not making a community. They're not giving people a safe place, like I said, to heal and to grow and to expand and to become the versions of themselves they're supposed to be. And so as you continue to grow, if you want to serve, I want you to give people that safe place. I want you to build a culture of love and leadership and light and whatever it is that you're called to so that people have somewhere to come to. Because servant leadership is saying, I'm here, you're safe, come with me. 
I'm here, you're safe, come with me. And when you build a business around that, you always get to feel good about it. You never have to feel bad about what you're doing. You always get to show up at the highest, most passionate level of yourself and just vibrate at a high, high, high energetic level. And that attracts so many people to what you're doing because people can smell real. People can tell when people have that like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about her, right? Or him or whoever, right? People can tell. People are so drawn to authenticity in people, real recognizes real, so true. Um, People are so keen to find authenticity in 2020 and when that is there and when that community is there, oh my gosh, that's where the magic happens. So I hope you got something out of this tonight. I went literally eight minutes over, which is gonna run into my next call, but it's okay, I was really vibing on here. So if you got value, I'm super, super happy. It makes me very filled with joy, but I do have to run. I love you and I appreciate you. And I know that might sound weird to some of you because you're like, you literally don't even know me. Why are you saying you love me? Well, look, there are people in this world who hate people for literally no reason. So I will always choose. Thank you, Gloria. I will choose to love you for no reason. And hopefully as we do get to know one another, we have tons of reasons to actually love each other. So God bless every single one of you. Have an awesome rest of your night.